Sean Dykes, their coach, they got. Did I say that right? Not quite, but that's all right. Well, go correct me. Dyche. Dyche? Yeah. Yeah, Sean Dyche. It sounds like I'm I, I'm trying to be Sean Connery when I say that. <laughs> Sean Dyche. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when you do Sean Connery yeah, on that. All right, welcome to our latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith. I'm Scott Wiebe. And crickets. Where's Brian? Oh, for the first time, we're a two-man team. Oh, this has got to be nowhere but <laughs> nothing but bad. Yeah, I don't know how this is gonna go. Uh, <laughs> this this might this might drop our ratings faster than the Olympic ratings. Listen, if there's one thing we both know, the only reason why people listen to this show is probably because of Brian. So, uh, not having him here with us as he is on vacation at the beach. Yeah, um, one last beach weekend before the season starts. On the beach. On the beach. That's right. That's uh, right. Listen. I thought, you know, we tried to, to set it up maybe so he could come in and do an interview. And for some reason, Scott, he just wouldn't want to interrupt his vacation. I mean, Soccer what? should always come first. I'm kind of questioning his commitment. Yeah, that's not okay. Well, that's not okay. Well, well. There, he, he gives double meaning to the term on the beach. Here's the problem. We couldn't find a third person to do this podcast <laughs> with us, so we have to keep him. That's right. <laughs> There's only so many of us out there. Yeah, there's only so many idiots around, so, you know, (laughs) it is what it is. He did stick around long enough, though, to uh, take part in our fantasy draft. Yes, Over the weekend. Uh, Over the weekend, we took part in a fantasy soccer draft. Yeah. It's all for you, the listener. We decided we wanted to be as well-rounded of a podcast as we possibly could be. So we have a draft league uh, in which... No one can have the same player. Yeah. Uh, only one team can have one player, and yeah, so on. Yeah. And uh, and we're we're doing that draft league throughout the year. You'll be able to follow our uh, results of that draft league on our website. I'm sure we'll talk about it here on the podcast occasionally as well. But you'll definitely be able to see uh, how we're doing on the website. We're also going to do a traditional, typical auction league as well. So two different types of leagues that you'll be able to follow on our website and right here on our podcast as we get started with the season. It's a lot of fantasy, Scott. It's a lot. (laughs) It is a lot of fantasy (laughs) soccer. Yeah, fantasy soccer. uh, But you know what? Again, it's, it's, it's for the listeners so that we can meet anyone where they are. So that draft league, the results of the draft are on the website. You feeling good about your team, Dave? I do feel pretty good about my team. Um, I was I was a little nervous going into it, uh, just because I hadn't really done all my experience for the most part before has been in uh, budget yeah. leagues and auction auctions, and so going into the uh, to the snake draft, uh, which I'm familiar with from fantasy American football. Um, so I was completely used to it, but I was just kind of curious to see how exactly it would fall. It was a ton of fun, man. I really enjoyed it, and uh, I look forward uh, to doing it again. Obviously, we'll have to wait a while, but yeah, it, it was it was a lot of fun. It really was, and so again, FantasySoccerFC.com is where you're going to be able to find who drafted who. You'll even see some of the draft order. We don't have all 75 picks on there, uh, but you'll be able to see... Uh, most of our picks there on our website. Should, should we talk about it for first couple picks? I mean, we have a, we got a lot to go over today. That's true. We can go over that though. Who? Let's just do this real quick. Yeah. So who's your first pick? Uh, I went midfield with my first pick, so okay. I picked fifth. It was a it's a five player league, so That's not right. a very deep league. It's Every not. team's pretty stacked, but uh, I picked last, and so before me, all the forwards went. All the top All four the, forwards. Like, like the top four, five forwards, yep. yeah. And at that point, I realized, you know what? I'm going to just wait. I'm going to wait and get value later on sure. at forward. So I picked the first midfielder. I went with Dimitri Pyatt. Yeah, that's excellent, excellent choice. Um, I also went with the first def- – I picked the first defender, and I picked the first goalkeeper. I thought I thought <laughs> your defender pick was a little early. I, I like it. Alder Vireld. I, I like Spurs. the pick. Yeah. Uh, but it did seem – it was probably earlier than probably I would have yeah. drafted. But, listen, he was he was one of the top-scoring defenders last year, and I think Tottenham's going to be 
good. I see again no reason to think why that's going to be any different. No, I, I really think, don't. I think maybe they sat around all summer and thought about how they finished in <laughs> third, scoring the most points <laughs> and uh, and allowing the least amount of scoring the most goals. Excuse me, and allowing the least amount of goals in. Right. Yeah, right. I think that just kind of. Stuck in their crawl, Scott, and just like, oh, like just they we'll just see. eat them up. Pochettino saying that Harry Kane's ready to go. We'll see if that's true. Sure speaking of Harry he sure Kane, sure wasn't ready in the Euros. Well, that's all of England. <laughs> uh, but speaking of Harry Kane, he went number one. He did. Brian surprised us a little bit. He did. Didn't go with his boys, Latan. Amazing to me. I feel like Brian went against everything he's for. Who got Zlatan in the draft, eh? Uh, I was happy to take him at three. Yes. Um, I was absolutely happy. And, and listen, I went that way. Not necessarily because I think he's going to score like the most fantasy points. But I felt like, for me, there was only about three like top strikers out there. And then after that, like, like you said, you picked in fifth. Right. So I felt like... I wanted to get one of those guys. Yeah. Like, if I could get Kane, Aguero, or Ibrahimovic, you know, guys who I think personally will score, have a chance of scoring 20, 20 plus goals. And I, I know you think that's crazy. Um, at it's least not Ibrahimovic. That cra- it's not crazy. Anyways, but but I wanted to get one of those guys. And so, uh, again, not, and then I'll listen, I was really happy when it got back to me and Mares was on the board. Yeah. Uh, and I took Mares again. And again, we only had five players. So, you know, in other leagues, if you have eight to 10, obviously. Things will be different, um, but man, if you're in a ten-player draft league, it would be hard to field the side. You're getting down to the. Yeah. I mean, you're really, <laughs> you're really scraping the barrel, and you're really diving deep into fantasy. Which, listen, I love, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but you're really diving. Well, if deep. you think about it, uh, there are twenty clubs in the Premier League. In theory, every starting goalkeeper would be drafted in a ten-player league. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you're going deeper than that with forwards if you have room for three. Yep. So, and that's, I mean, that's fine. I think, you know, right away I think about Watford. Two strikers are going to be picked on Watford. Right. Uh, two, at least two are going to be picked from Liverpool and City and, uh, you know, maybe Arsenal. No, probably just one well, on Arsenal. M- my pro- <laughs> Good point. <laughs> m- my problem with that, though, is is the benches aren't deep. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, you're having a lot of players, but with short benches, it makes it really difficult for substitutions. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, in a 10-player league, I think eight's probably perfect. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we went with uh, we went with the five. And anyways, it was a lot of fun. So, moving on, we have a lot to get to today, right? We definitely do. Uh, since this is, excitingly, our last podcast before the start of the season... Uh, That's crazy. We, That's amazing. It's, it's here. It's the so summer amazing. went by so fast. It was great. It's so amazing. Uh, I thought it would be a good idea for us to go over just a few of the things that have been in the news, just very briefly, since they will have a bit of an impact on fantasy soccer, I think. Sure. Uh, starting with some of the rule changes for the new season. Uh, one of the things uh, that's been discussed now for the last few weeks is this emphasis that has been placed on referees cracking down on player behavior and how we might see a quicker... Uh, Quicker uh, cards, like yes, yes, like quicker to rip them out and say, "Hey, you better yep. calm the heck down, man." Yep, exactly. You, it's not an uncommon thing, unfortunately, to see players running towards referees if they don't agree with the decision, Amazing. getting in their faces, telling them what they can do to themselves, things like that. And uh, according to uh, this announcement during the off season, if that were to happen, yellow and red cards are supposed to come out. And so uh, I know that when the news first came out, people were saying, well, this is going to be interesting. We're going to see some 10 versus 9 before players start to get used to this. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, technically, I have a friend who's a referee, and he says this isn't a change. This is just them saying. Enforcing. Exactly. Uh, and because because they've let it slide. It's and kind of an stretch, unseemly. They stretch the rules. Yeah, it's an unseemly part of the game. And uh, and so we'll see. I don't know. It, it's all going to depend on the referees. Yeah. And as soon as I read this uh, about these player behavior uh, rules, I uh, thought immediately about that penalty at the end of last season on Wes Morgan. When Wes Morgan was pulling on the, I don't remember who it was, in the box in one of Lester's last games, it, it was a penalty kick uh, that was called. And, and the moment everyone's saying, okay, I totally get why that's a foul, but that's never called a foul. Do you remember? Am I just, no, it's no, kind of no, random. No, no. I can't remember. Sure. I wish I could. I, I, if I had thought about this earlier, I would have prepared with details. <laughs> sure, sure, of course. I'm afraid this is going to be one of those things where we're going to, like, honestly, you know what's going to, you know what, you know how we're going to know if this is going to be a thing? Hmm. Hall Lester, first match of the year. That's when we'll know this is a thing. 
pound. That's when they have to set the tone. Like in the if, first if, match? If the referee is not doing this starting in the very first well, match, so then it's not going to change anything. I think anything. certain stronger referees won't have an issue with this. I think some of the other softer referees who have a tendency to let things get out of control. Yeah, sure. Good call. Certain referees are like, I mean, you can tell just with their body language, like they're controlling the game. Yeah. And then you got the other guys, and, and I got this this one guy in the, in my mind pictured. I, I can't remember his name. Sure. He's kind of a soft, tubby guy, as he's kind of, you know, he doesn't... doesn't John Moss. It is John Moss. Is it John Moss? Yes, yes, look at you. How do you know the I'm sorry, name? John Moss. John Moss, listen, hit the gym, man. Um, but, but listen, I think most of the guys, you know, Clattenburg steps in the field. When was, oh, the last, yeah. when was the last time someone got in Clattenburg's face, Clattenburg's face right? Oh, or, yeah. or Howard Webb. I miss him, right? But, I, mean, oh, I don't, but okay. I, whatever. As a Liverpool fan. Yeah, a Liverpool, no a Liverpool fan. That's this is only your Liverpool bias, whatever. That's right. That's right. But, you're right. but your point but is got, good. Who got in Webb's face? No one, right? Mm, no. Uh, they respected him. So I think, you know, and the other thing is this. If the referee's making good calls, players will have a sure. to, to respect them as yeah, well. So, you're right. But yeah, anyway, I love it. Which, I love that rule. Mm-hmm. Um... Points are obviously taken away for cards. If a player on your fantasy team gets a yellow or red card, he will have points deducted from his score. Uh, And obviously, if if we get into a crazy situation where multiple people are sent off in a match, uh, then that's going to have an impact on the game itself, which could impact fantasy scores. So it's impossible, really, to predict how this is going to go, except, you know, I guess if you're Adela Ali and you can't keep your uh, temper under control, maybe maybe you think twice about picking him up. I don't know. That's not going to change my mind. I'm just going to hope he doesn't pick up a card, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm sure that's the but case. But still, I, 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 I see the point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they've also changed one other rule of note, uh, the triple jeopardy rule. I think it's important to talk about because this does also have a fantasy impact on scoring when it occurs. It's when a, a player is taken down uh, while he's in the middle of an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. If it takes place in the penalty area in the past, it was a red card. Or even like right before the penalty area. Well, the triple jeopardy part is for the in the penalty area okay. because there's a red card, uh, the player is suspended because of the red card, and there's a penalty that's taken, yeah. and so that's what's referred to as the triple jeopardy rule. Uh, now, this starting this year, if that happens in the penalty area, you're probably only going to see a yellow card to and avoid give, that and steep punishment. The penalty. Penalty, yes, correct. So no sending off the penalty because it's still in the box, but just a yellow card for the what player. What I wish they would do is if you pull a guy down, if a guy's going in for obvious goal-scoring opportunity and you don't have a yellow, I'm pulling him down every time, right? Absolutely. If I'm only going to get a yeah. yellow, mm-hmm. I mean, if that's only... Now, what I think they should do is award the penalty, give a red card, but don't suspend for the second game. That's what that's what bothers me. I think that's sure. the proper way to do it. Because I, taking away that red, I mean, I'm telling you right now, if I'm a central defender and I'm a coach or a manager, I'm telling guys, okay, if you don't have a yellow, you pull a guy down. If yeah. he's getting behind... And well, he's, even if you have one, if he's, yeah, go ahead and, goal, and take one for the team and we'll get we'll take our chances with the goalkeeper. Yeah, I I wish they'd just take away that second suspension. Uh, so you know you, sure. you're out for that current game when you get that red. If well, you probably won't get it anymore unless they change it again. But the second game, you're not penalized. But yeah. that's just me. Since what do I know? Yeah, if if it's out, if if what we're talking about happens outside the penalty area, obviously there's no penalty awarded. They will still award a red card right. uh, if it's an obvious goal scoring opportunity. Uh, but no, um, yeah, sorry, Dave. They, they took away the the red card part of it instead. Boo! So we'll see how that plays out as the season gets started. It's come up a few times in uh, these these preseason matches, so we'll see how it plays out once the the real matches begin. Oh, that's like three days away, man. It's so close. Oh. It's so close. <laughs> All so right. good. Let's uh, let's move on. All right. So there have been some signings yeah. since we last recorded. In fact, we delayed a day this week, and it's probably good that we did. I I agree. I I agree. It worked out perfectly planned, but it worked out well. So we're gonna go in uh, chronological order, which means we're saving the best for last. So stick with us. We've got several signings here from the past week to discuss. Major for the first time this summer. Major, not just minor. Major Mm, fantasy. Major. Major (laughs) fantasy implications. And then following that, we're going to get into uh, the rest of our fantasy soccer season preview. Where Scott and I are going to completely shred Brian's top top 
ranked midfielders and defenders. Why? Because he's not here to defend himself. It's probably good that we do that because without Brian here, we might kill each other. Yeah, sure. After yeah, last yeah, week. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Because you and I probably won't agree on anything. On anything. No, so no, no, I agree. No, no. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> All right. So to the signings. Yeah. First up, Manchester City uh, signed Gabriel Jesus. Gabriel Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> depending on what country you hail from, Brazilian, five foot nine, nineteen-year-old striker from Palmeiras in Brazil, deemed the new Neymar. 19, By who? Nineteen goals in thirty appearances. Can we just let Neymar be Neymar? I agree. Why do we have to have a new Neymar? I don't know. Neymar's still kind of fresh. He hasn't gone anywhere. Exactly. He's still got nice hair. Maybe young Neymar. Maybe maybe he got lost in translation. Is <laughs> new and young. Listen, is he playing for them in the Olympics? Because they sure could use him instead of Neymar in the Olympics right Listen, now. Listen, the the <laughs> anytime you know, God bless Iraq. But anytime Iraq can draw Brazil, you have to question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which teams have their true starters out there? Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, it's it's a it's a weird. It, listen, don't take any stock from any Olympic soccer, because the people, you know, all the major players played in the yeah. Copa. They played in the Euros. Um, now they're with their clubs. I tell you, the Asian teams. The Asian teams didn't have any summer tournaments. They're probably treating the Olympics uh, as such. And they, they actually might be, you know, I don't know if you can bet Olympic sports. I'm sure you can. But, I, I mean, betting the, the Asian teams, maybe a, maybe a South Korea or, uh, or Japan to make, to make a final wouldn't surprise me. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I see this guy as being someone that we could potentially discuss throughout the year. He's definitely not going to start I this season. I think some injuries are going to have to happen. But, I mean, yeah. it's possible. It's possible that, that we'll see. I mean, City's lineup is a bit unpredictable, I think. Aguero is probably a guy you can pencil in. I'd be surprised if DeBrown is not well, starting. Wait a minute, wait a minute, stop. Aguero's possibly a guy you could pencil in. Listen, Scott, it's a come bit... on. All right, he, fine. He's, a, he's starting. He's starting. DeBrowna... Aguero, Silva, these guys are relative, I mean, relative. These guys are fantasy starters yeah. to start the year. Now, if they get injured or otherwise, but I mean, these guys need to be on your team, some of them, on some level. Okay. Unless you have a bias right. like you against them. I do, yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> didn't draft any, and I'm not going to pick any up in the auction league. I have principles. We'll see how that works. Well, you know. It worked out well for half the year last okay. year. All right. Let's next. Uh, anyways, but bottom line is, I don't. I don't think he's going to hold much relevance for a little while. He could potentially have a a game where randomly he annoys us by having a brace, and he's nowhere near a fantasy lineup. Something like that. If you're but. in like a like a dynasty league and you're drafting, mm. like a you know, this might be something for the future. For the future, yeah. yeah. That's that a good you call. can you know you have a deep bench where you can hold on to guys. I think he's someone. That would be worth that look, but you know, listen, ni- you know, 19 goals and 30 appearances. That's, not that's that's not a good, good return on value. There's there. a reason why he's the new Neymar. Oh, I guess. Uh, Swansea, Swansea picking up Fernando Llorente. Ooh, do it again. <laughs> I probably can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that on demand. Um, listen, Fernando Llorente, Spanish, six foot five. 31-year-old striker. Well, he's from, for the he's for the present. From Sevilla, 7 goals and 36 appearances last year. I think this is a really good signing for Swansea. I guess. I think that he's a guy who eventually will make his way onto our, our at least our benches if not our starting lineups. Well, we'll we'll see. Um that's an interesting look. It's tough. I mean, he's but, a bit older. He's but, experienced in the Spanish league. There's no doubt. There can be an old 31 and a young 31. Right. I don't know where he is in there. <laughs> sure. I think it's a major improvement on Gomez last year. I mean, you think Lorente is an improvement on Gomez? I think he's an improvement on Gomez, especially last year's Gomez. Gomez couldn't even make well, the starting Gomez lineup. Start, well, yeah, no, you're right. Gomez got loaned out. Yeah. But he, uh, I think he's an improvement. I yeah. think I think he'll be good for Swansea. Okay. Yeah, right. I do. All right. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens. I, know, I think you might be right. You know, Swansea... Tends to have strikers who end up being fantasy relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, we can go back to Bonnie. 
Um, yeah, Wilfried Boning. And yep. then, you know, Go Mies, for the beginning, first half of yep. last year was relevant. Listen, I was in first place largely on the backs of Go, Go Mies and, and IU. IU. Yeah. yeah, they started out really well last year. Neither one playing for Swansea this year. And neither one finished the year last year very well. Burnley. Yeah, this signed, is a big signing. Signed one of your boys. One of, our, one of my boys, John Flanagan John from Liverpool. John Flanagan. On loan from Liverpool. English, 5'11", 23-year-old fullback from Liverpool. He had eight appearances for Coming the back from Reds a pretty devastating year. knee ligament injury. Uh, and uh, and so he did get a few, a few uh, appearances uh, coming back from that injury at the end of the year. Uh, my understanding, and from what I've seen, this is this is Liverpool saying we just want him to get a year of regular football before he comes back and plays for us. So they're not selling him; nope. they just want him to go get some playing time. Yep, they want him to get him back into seasoned we shape. We want you to learn somewhere else where you don't affect us in the standings. Yeah, <laughs> Burnley's a great place for him to go. I mean, if you remember two years ago when they were last in the league, yes, they got sent right back down to the championship, but they they were a respectable club and were not relegated till the end of the year, largely because they played a pretty defensive style. And John Flanagan uh, is well, going to fit right in with yeah, them. Yeah, they just didn't have horses. I mean, they just no, didn't they have. Had, but well, they they had they Danny Ings. What they had, they. They, they I the feel like they of. got the most out. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. a really good point. Sean Dykes, their coach, they got... Did I say that right? Not quite, but that's all right. Well, we'll, we'll correct me. Dyche. Dyche? Yeah. Yeah, Sean Dyche. It sounds like I'm I, I'm trying to be Sean Connery when I say that. Sean Dyche. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when you do Sean Connery yeah, on that. Listen, that's about, that sounded horrible probably, but I don't know. It's <laughs> I fun, liked it. It's fun I regardless. It. Listen, they gotta get they got to get playing time somewhere. I think you'll get it. Listen, I I think I have him in my auction league, if I remember right. I don't have it in front of okay. me right now. But I picked him up as a fifth defender in my auction league. I think he's going to get plenty of playing time. Okay. I think he will start for them and for most matches, as long as he stays healthy. And I think that Burnley's defense will be respect. I don't think they're going to be like, – you're not playing him in the you know because Burnley's going to have the top-rated defense in the league. But I think he's going to get plenty of playing time, which is always a start. Yeah. <laughs> for fantasy, they got to right. be playing. And, uh, and then you go from there, and I think he'll be just fine. This next signing is going to be a big one, I think. Speaking of uh, players that we played last year, yeah, Andre Ayew going to West Ham. Yeah, that's a signing that outside the Premier League people probably won't pay much attention to, but man, inside the inside the Premier League, that's a big signing. I think this is the first signing of West Ham. No, um, second signing of West Ham. That I'm saying, hmm, okay, they are doing something this summer. Why would you doubt Billich? Uh, I don't doubt Billich. I doubt David Gold. <laughs> there. Is he the he's, GM? He's the least interesting. Uh, he's so annoying on Twitter, just saying, oh, we're going to sign guys soon. Oh, don't worry. Oh, we're going to sign yeah. We're gonna sign two strikers soon. It's like, okay, whatever. Just shut up and do sure. some work. You know? Sure, sure. But then here he did some work. Andre Ayew coming to, coming to London. Andre Ayew. He was born in France, but mm. he plays for Ghana. So he's like French... Ghanaian. Ghanaian? Ghanaian. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Yeah, listen. Uh, Things can get weird in the international uh, waters there. Five foot nine, 26 year old winger. Played at Swansea last year. Had 12 goals in 34 appearances, but it felt like. All of them were in the very beginning. Yeah. And then a little bit at the end. That's right. That's exactly right. And it was like he had an injury and like. Swansea had a weird third quarter. As his season, of the season. went, so did Swansea's, right? Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. exactly how it is. And I think he's gonna he's gonna do a great In job fact, for them. His late for West season, Ham. his late season resurgence was probably the reason, one of the reasons, along with Sigurdsson, that they did not get relegated because yep. they were flirting with that for a long time. They were, they definitely were. So I think he's gonna add a lot of value to West Ham. I know that he was picked up in our. Fantasy soccer draft over the weekend, yeah, uh, and uh, and for good reason. I think if as he's a Swansea in, player, but I think he'll be more valuable correct. now as a West Ham player. That's right. I agree with you. Yeah. So uh, I, I, he's one that if you are looking for a midfielder, maybe like a third, fourth, fifth midfielder, he should definitely be in your lineup if you can afford him. And grab him just because I think value. Like I said, he's going to have better players around him at West Ham. Correct. And that's yeah. I you and Payet in the midfield together. Makes me excited. You, you know they used to play together. No. Yes, they did. 
For who? He, Marseille. 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 Marseille or Marseille. 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 Every single week now Every that week. comes up. People are going to start to wonder if we're, we're doing that on purpose or not. Oh. Forgive me, French listeners. Yes, yes. Marseille. They played, that's interesting. They played together at Marseille. Yeah, so right. they have a past, and we'll see how that develops uh, going forward. I think it's going to be good. I really, really do. Uh, West Ham did make another signing. Uh... I feel like everyone who's named Arthur is like 60 years old, right? Like when your name is Arthur, you're I, born 60. Maybe maybe a young Arthur could be called Artie. Ah, Artie. Art, so Ar- Artie Masuaku yeah, is the next sure. sighting. Yeah, yeah. Arthur I'm does sure he sound. loves that we called him Artie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's listening to this pod. <laughs> Artie, Arthur, French, 5'11", 22-year-old left back. The played, Aaron Cresswell replacement. Played at Olympiacos last year. Interesting. So he's got Champions League experience. Yeah. Going to a Europa League side in West Ham this year. Um, Cresswell, man. Yeah. Brian, Brian's crying. A little tear drops out of Brian's eye right now. So I know that as soon as Cresswell comes back, Brian is going to be picking him up. Like, there's no question. He has a man crush on Aaron Cresswell. He, he really does. I mean, he. I think he has a I love Aaron Cresswell t-shirt, probably. <laughs> he does. If he doesn't, he needs one. It's right underneath his Laton t-shirt, only because Cresswell's hurt right now. Yes, yeah, so and he wears it underneath. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. <laughs> and... <laughs> Why would you wear two t-shirts? <laughs> no, it's always good to have an undershirt. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, Masuaku could maybe, if, if he does start at left back in place of Aaron Cresswell, and I haven't seen that that's been the case, right. but if that is how things turn out, he could end up having value for a period of the season. I will not own him or play him. I will not either. he could come into... <laughs> Having some significance, right. maybe. Right, right. Uh, anyways, all right. Speaking now. of who has significance, is there, is there, was there a few signings that might have significance? Oh, uh, there's one in particular, Paul Pogba, wow. going to Manchester United. Wow. Record, record signing. French player, six foot three, twenty three year old midfielder from Juventus, had ten goals in forty nine appearances last year. Yeah. So how? fast should people pick him up for fantasy soccer so i don't know <laughs> listen this is crazy i was looking at my lineup last night mm-hmm. i was having this debate with a few other people on um, some messaging sites that i'm a part of and we were i mean listen when you look at the numbers mm-hmm. he's not a crazy goals and assists guy yeah it's just not it's just not not him um will that be different at united do you think Maybe I don't know. Juventus has a great team. They do I mean, have a really good team. It's not like I mean they've been they've Champions won League Serie, final every yeah. single year. He was at he was at Juventus. They won the mm-hmm. Serie A last mm-hmm. four years in a row. Yeah, that's big. He made a Champions League final. Yep. He made Champions League semifinals. In the Champions League final that they lost, he was the best player on the field. Now I haven't seen that guy. That guy wasn't there in the Euros, and I didn't notice him. That was two years ago that they were in, they lost the Champions League final. I haven't watched him play a ton, but I just don't know how much fantasy impact he's going to have. He's obviously a huge name, right? Yeah. So if you could rush out and grab him, I don't know. For me, I'm going to want to – for auction leagues, it, it, honestly, most leagues don't have him that expensive. Yeah. I feel like you're going to get greater production – from other places. Especially to start the year. I, I want to compare him to Zlatan for just a second. You know, Zlatan signed very early in the summer. Right. He's had the summer uh, to settle in at yep. Manchester United. And it showed. I mean, it showed in the Community Shield yep. when United beat Leicester 2-1. He obviously scored the winning goal. Uh, you know, Pogba's been off at the pool and on the beach and kickboxing. H- hanging and doing, with Drake. Yeah, doing hanging of, with Drizzy. <laughs> doing all sorts of random things. He's... Just now pulled into town, and uh, and so I, I th- know he's a phenomenal athlete. Yes. but let's be honest, he's not match fit. Right, I, he can't be. He can't be. And, and I mean, he's he's probably not going to take long to get there. But the question I always have with guys signing this late is how long until they settle in? I agree. Now, he's a world class talent, but I'm going to wait one to two weeks to see how he does. He is now playing with all new players. Yep. Um, is now to his credit. And I think this will help in his his process. He four years ago, if you don't know this, four years ago, Manchester United as a 19 year old let Pogba go mm-hmm. on a free transfer. 
<laughs> there was something went on in there. Supposedly, they Ferguson, Alex Ferguson, said that he disrespected Pogba, disrespected the club, or something happened. I mean, nineteen-year-olds do happening. crazy things, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we, everyone looked back at nineteen years old and what kind of decisions were you making, right? Anyways, but bottom line is they let him go for free, and they just spent over a hundred million dollars, eighty-nine million pounds. Mm-hmm. to bring him back as yeah. a player. So, I mean, listen, even the smartest people in business sometimes make bad decisions. That happened to be one. And, he, you know, they paid for it, whatever. Uh, I love, you know what I love, Scott? I love that Pogba, as being heralded as one of the, the top world footballers, did he go to La Liga? Did he go to Barcelona? <laughs> did he go to Madrid? All right, I get your point. Wow! He went no, to England. he came to United. So, um, and interestingly, he went from Champions League semifinal club to a Europa League club. It's true. But he understands that Manchester United's not going to probably be there for long, especially no. with Mourinho running the show. Can I talk about the line real quick? I want to talk about where he's going to fit into in the lineup because I, I'm thinking I know about exactly where he's going to fit. All right, where he's going to fit? That they Mourinho plays. A four-two, mm-hmm. three-one. That's what he did in the Community Shield. Yep, yep. And Pogba's going to play in that too. He's not. So Rooney's going to be on the bench. No, because um, no, that was Rooney's spot no, no, in no, the no, Community no. Shield. No, no, no. Rooney played behind Ibrahimovic, right? In the, oh, okay. in the in the in the in quotes ten position. So he's taking right? Lingard's spot. Lingard might still be playing on a wing. Hmm. Um, so he's, he's taking gonna, Marshall's spot. No, Carriker Fellaini. Oh. Right? Okay. He's going right. to be playing. He might be playing next to Fellaini. Fellaini. Fellaini, yeah. However you say that, whatever. I big, just wanted to emphasize. Big, emph- big I, hair guy. I was doing that to emphasize to you. Like, there are going to be really good Manchester United players in fantasy lineups who start matches on the bench. That was Probably. my whole point in going through that. Well, and you know what? But you know what? Who had a lot of injuries last year? Everyone. But in, United, United, United had United a lot did, of yes. injuries last year, right? Yeah, they did. And people thought Louis That's Van why Gaal, Rashford. That's why we know who Rashford is. That's exactly right. Because that's of it. their rash of injuries. Oh, wow. See what I did there? But speaking of Rashford, <laughs> it wasn't good. No, it's, it's um, better than what I could have come up with. <laughs> Rashford started on the bench for the, in the Community right. Shield. I know it was one match, but Mictarian started on the bench. Right. And I, someone who started that match would, in theory, go to the bench for I Pogba to start. I think going to be playing. So Rooney's going to be on the bench? No, Rooney's going to be maybe playing. I don't know. I mean, listen, Rooney didn't do a whole I lot of I think Jesse Lingard's things. in a lot of trouble. I think Lingard... Did you see that run he made in the Community Shield? I did, but I don't think it's going to matter. Someone's got to go to the bench in that lineup. There's going to be three or four good players who are going to be on the bench yeah. for Manchester United. Well, listen, the big clubs... Look, we we know this. The big clubs, if you're not if you don't have some really good players on the bench, once the season once you get into the season, mm-hmm. then you're gonna struggle. You're yeah. gonna end up playing a lot of young kids because you don't have a deep bench. So you need to have good bench players. You need to have good healthy competition. And the good news about Jose Mourinho's their manager is that as long as they are healthy He's a predictable manager. He's going to find his best 11, and he's going to play them every week. So once we figure out who he determines his best 11 is... That's a really good point. That's exactly who you I go mean, towards for fantasy two soccer. Year, two years ago for Chelsea, he could have started... Uh, you could have picked... I mean, if, if a Chelsea player played the game before and they weren't injured, you could have penciled them in to start the next game. Yep. He pretty much started the same guys the entire yes, year. So you're right. That That is one advantage of Mourinho or having liking United players mm-hmm. at, you know, for Mourinho. Yep, very good. So Paul Pogba, he's going to end up he's going to end up having major fantasy significance. The question is how soon? And um, I think it's going to be a little bit. A couple weeks maybe? I just don't know. I mean, I don't think he scores ten goals, mm. right? I mean, I, I think he's a, I think he's an eight goal, I see eight a assist big... guy, but has yeah. major impact. In other words, I think he's gonna be a better real life player than a fantasy player. Interesting, interesting is would be my opinion. Like, it won't surprise sure. me if sure. we if we finish the year. Quote me on this, Brian. It won't surprise me if we finish the year and he has eight goals, eight assists. No, that makes total sense to me. That makes total sense to me. Especially since he's in quotes the octopus. And they have eight legs, Scott, you know? That's what they nicknamed him in Italy. Really? (laughs) 
Yeah, Can't say I didn't pay attention you to didn't that. Didn't know this? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, I was better not knowing as well. <laughs> hey, listen, you're only going to get the best nonsense here. But hey, having all those great goal scores around him, I think you know, good assist numbers could be could be a big part of his value. And you know, I'm not saying he is Mesut Özil, but Özil was a great quality play last year, largely because of the number of assists that 17. he had for Arsenal. And so Pogba could add significance and value there, uh, in, you know, outside of whatever goals he might end up scoring, which might not be very many. Good points. points. Uh, we're, we're agreeing more than we're disagreeing today. This is bad. Th- this won't be good. <laughs> hey. What about this guy? Last Scott? signing. Yannick Velassi. Oh, that's not the last signing. Well... All right. I, I mean, I'm going to surprise you then. I want to add one in. All right. I, but we'll I, I go like Balassi. this. All Yannick. right. Everton. Going to Everton from Crystal Palace. Yannick Balassi. Mm-hmm. Congolese. Look at that. Nice. I got that you one got right. You got that one right. Yeah, you uh, did. Six foot one, 27-year-old winger from Crystal Palace, 10 goals and 65 appearances. He was a little bit better in real life than he was in fantasy. He made Crystal Palace so much better, and this is a great signing for Kuman and Everton. I really like Balassi. Yeah. I really do. I know Brian does, too. I think uh, maybe why his goals weren't higher is just because the talent that was around him at Palace. And there weren't many other threats. I think him being at Everton, especially if Lukaku stays, Mm. is going to be really nice. But they have... have, you know, Kone is still there, along with um, De La Feu on the, like an opposite wing. Who I like a lot. I listen. That kid's good, man. I think, and don't doubt Kuman. No, never. Don't doubt Kuman. No. I was in. I was arguing with brother Matt yesterday about Kuman, and not Kuman about Everton on on a uh, Slack Matt, on Slack. Sponsor us. Slack sponsor us. Matt was saying that Kuman. And the Everton weren't going to do much. And I said, wait a minute. So, wait wait a minute. Let's pump the brakes. So, Koeman, who used to be at Southampton, Southampton, for three years in a row, was losing three or four of their best players. That's a little exaggeration, but close to the truth. (laughs) Every year to Liverpool, and yet they kept Uh, finishing higher in the table than Liverpool. Liverpool. That's the coach that's not going to do anything at Everton? No, he's going to be great. So, anyways, I think he's going to be good. It's always good to get in in debates with your brother. It is like he hates Liverpool, isn't it? I'm going to give them all my best players and then beat them, and I'm going to go be their (laughs) rival's coach. What does he have against us? No, listen, I think he likes Southampton. He just was... uh, Managing for an owner that wouldn't spend any money. Everton now has a new owner. Wants to spend the money. Wants to spend the Proving money. Proving it by signing, signing these guys. Signing Velocity. This and is not a signing. I figured out who you're wanting to add, who I forgot. Sure. Ashley Williams, right? Well, that, but why did they sign Ashley Williams? Because they gave up John Stones. Where's John Stones on my list? Exactly. Ah, whatever. We're what flying mean, off whatever? the cuff. What do you mean, whatever? We'll get, we'll get into those. All right, I'm with you. I'm with Anyways, you. bottom line is I like this signing. I think, And I think uh, I absolutely have him. Um, I had him as a Crystal Palace player mm-hmm. in, my, in my budget league. And, um, and I think now he's actually going to have more value at Everton. I agree. I think all that talent at Everton. Last year it did not pay off for you in fantasy. This year... Could be a different story. Ross Barkley, man. Ross Barkley could be a surprise uh, on some fantasy score sheets too. I don't like him. We'll get but to the. We'll get, probably we'll get right. to those rankings. You're probably later. right. All right, so let's get into the ones that I'm forgetting. So Manchester City coming up again with John uh, Stones. John Stones, English, six foot two. 22-year-old center back from Everton had one goal and 77 appearances for Everton, but like that matters because he plays defense. Now, I said this before, last week, I think there's a lot of hype on John Stones. But, and I'm like, you know, where's the proof in the pudding? All I know is this, is all the English teams wanted to sign him. All the people, Pep, Mourinho, these smart soccer people, People a lot smarter, a lot smarter than me, want to sign him. So they must see something there. All that being said, he's a city player now. Yeah. And in a much needed city help in the city defense. I mean, With a good manager, I think he could be. I think he could blossom under Pat. If company can get healthy, 
and he played next to company for a few years, mm-hmm. he he could really uh, he could really learn some things. Yeah, agreed. Even I, I, I think company is one of the best of central defenders, center backs in the world. I, oh yeah, no question. When healthy, when healthy, yeah, yeah. There's no question. So even having, even even going to the club where he is, even if he company's not hurt, obviously he'll have more of an influence if he's playing alongside him. But I think just having him there is going to help John Stone. I agree. And uh, so yeah, this is a this is a guy who's going to also end up in your lineups. There's almost no question. Uh, but now that John Stones has left Everton and gone to City, Everton has replaced John Stones with Ashley Williams, yep. lifelong Swansea player. Yep. I think this is another good Cumin move. I agree. So these guys are changing clubs, but I think these are these are guys who are familiar with the English game, going to a different setting. They're going to be motivated to do well. And I just think Ashley Williams is going to have a great year in a new setting. I think uh, he's going to he's going to be great for Everton in central yep. defense. Um, we'll mention one more Swansea signing, Boria Bastone. Do you have him in your in your lineup? Who? Okay, never mind. Let's move on to our, def- our part two. <laughs> we'll save him for next week. Who? Uh, yeah, it's okay. fine. It's whatever. All right. We promised you our second half of our fantasy yeah. season preview. Oh, yeah. Uh, we wanted to get into some defenders and midfielders. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to do that now, give you our, our rankings to start the year. Uh, these are uh, changing all the time with the window still open. Obviously, yesterday's signings had a major impact on uh, sure. defender and midfielder rankings. Yep. Uh, and so, uh, let's go ahead and jump right in with the defenders first, Dave. All right. So let's let I tell you, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to go with, with defenders. Obviously, we're going to hash Brian's list because he's not here. Going to pick on him. And, Works for me. And because he's not here. He gave us in his list some little commentary on why he picked each player. So he's sort of defending himself even though he's not here. I like it. Yeah, it'll be awesome. All right. So his first pick, well, first of all, I'll say this. Before he even lists a number and a name on a number, he writes at the top of the page. Yeah. I miss Aaron Cresswell all ready. We called that, right? With a sad face. <laughs> we called that. Oh, that's amazing. Amazing. All right, so he has Hector Bellerin, number one. Can't argue with that. It's tough to argue that. A way higher ownership is a downer. In other words, he'd love to, to see less people own Bellerin, but I think everyone pretty much sees the same thing. Yep. Um, he had one that he goal. should be on Barcelona. Just kidding, Dave. Just hey, I kidding. wonder why he didn't go to Barcelona, Scott. Because because Barcelona and Madrid haven't seen a a flow of players this year. Why is that? Uh, yeah, the money. Wow, the money's flowing okay. towards uh, Someone's London. Someone's been saying that for a while. All right, but uh, listen, Bellerin had one goal last year, five assists. He was a top scoring fantasy defender. He also had a lot of clean sheets. But fun stat here per ESPN.com, he received more passes. In the final third, than any other defender last season. Pretty interesting. It is interesting. It says a lot about Arsenal's intent. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I, I see no reason why that's going to change this year. I had him number two. Me too. And, and it was tough to not put him number one. I'm, in fact, we, yeah. this is going to be weird if you and I have the same number one. <laughs> I don't think we do. Alderweireld? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Never yeah. mind. Okay. Uh, what? Well, what? What? What happened? I don't know. It's weird. Those will be the only two agreements we have. Listen, Brian yeah. had, had Alderweireld as number two. Uh, listen, I think I think he's going to have a ton of clean sheets. I think I think Spurs are going to be a great play this year, especially if they can stay healthy. Now you can say that about a lot of clubs, but listen, you know what they haven't had is a ton of additions. Right. Sort of like Leicester the year before, right? I mean, listen, just because you don't have to have signings, signing if you finish second or third in the Premier League. You know why I'm saying this, Scott. Um, you don't have to have a ton of signings to equal success. In other words, listen, if you're Tottenham, you're going into this year and you're like, we scored the most goals last year. We allowed the fewest goals last year. Yeah. Somehow we found a way to finish third, which means we weren't clutch in clutch situations. You probably just need to fill in a couple of gaps. you got to fine-tune some things. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? They had some younger, inexperienced players that now have more experience. Whole summer sitting on the fact that they finished behind Arsenal again. <laughs> and Spurs were... going to spur. But you know what? <laughs> Listen, <Sorry. laughs> I think they're going to... 
I think they're going to have a great year. I like almost all of their defenders this year. Like in my in my top thirty, I pretty much yeah. have their their four starting defenders. I like them too. Yeah, I like them too. Which is again weird that we agree on that. And uh, you know, the first thought is, well, they're going to be in the Champions League. They need to prepare for that. Well, no, they were in the Europa League last year. They got all the way to the quarterfinals. Yeah. So they they got they played a lot of extra matches in Europe with this same roster and did just fine. Yeah. So I see no reason why that should change. You're, I, I I fully agree with you, which, again, feels weird, but you're saying good things. Well, listen, I'm looking at his top ten list, and we're not going to analyze every single pick because Lord knows we'd be here all day. But one thing that stood out to me in, in his top ten, he had Patrick Van Anholt yeah. at number eight. That's very surprising. Now, I have him in my top 20, but he's definitely not in my top ten. What are your thoughts on that? He's not in my top 30. Well, you, my friend, would be sorely wrong. I don't know. Yes, he does attack. He scores goals. Uh, you know, he, he had the most shots last year of any defender. There's no question about that. Sunderland are going to be bad. I think they're going to be bad, think, especially to start the year. You think Big Sam made that much difference? Uh, I think so, and I think David Moyes is a good man. He was a good manager at Everton. Hasn't really been a good manager since, uh, and. He's getting started kind of late, and honestly, the only the only guys that he's rumored to be picking up are guys that he managed at Manchester United. He's trying to get the B list for Manchester United. Uh, Patty McNair, I think, is like, probably like going to be coming soon. Maybe the B list is going to be enough to keep them up. I mean, I think he's he's, he's just trying to keep them up. I and mean, honestly, it, I mean, they already are. I mean, if you want to call it a B list, you know, they 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 did that before when they picked up Wes Brown and John O'Shea a couple of years ago as defenders. Yeah. I mean, it's not unheard of for Sunderland managers to do this, but you know, it's it's interesting. It's it's it makes sense. It's what he has to do since he just took over so late in the summer at Sunderland. Yeah. Uh, it's really unfair what the English FA has done to Sunderland, taking Sam Allardyce as late in the summer as they did. I, I know why they had to, but it's it's unfair to Sunderland and their chances. I think it's going to be a train wreck. Yeah. So Van out and if that's the case, if they're not if they're going to be a train wreck, I don't I'm going to think twice before I say one of their defenders is going to be high in my rankings. Right. So right. he's going to have to score a lot of goals to overcome the three goals they let in at the back. Yeah. So that's why he's not in my top 30. Okay. No, I well, I can't doubt that. I think his goal total and assist total will be up because I feel like he pretty much plays like a midfielder. Now, like you said, Moyes might have a different, a different, uh, a different look. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, anything else stand out to you in the in the top ten? I got to be honest. I was looking at this, and instead of a top thirty list, uh, getting away from Brian's top ten just a bit, these are just thirty dudes. I don't love. Like, I feel like you could just pick four or five of these guys. And it's it's whatever. I know that's not entirely true, but I just I looked at the players and I just felt underwhelmed by the choices that I had across the league. Maybe that's just me thinking too offensively, but you know I don't I don't have high hopes in uh, Southampton defenders this year, just because I, I I really am concerned about how good of a club they're going to be. Sure. And when it comes to defenders, it matters how good the club is overall. It the does. top defenders came from good clubs who didn't give up a lot of goals that's because right. clean sheets matter for defenders. That's right. So that's why you saw a lot of Arsenal defenders well, high in the rankings last year. I think I think defenders do matter a little bit more than that. And mm. the reason why I say that is this. Especially in budget leagues, oftentimes guys have the same dudes on offense. In midfielder and forwards, guys tend to, you know, halfway through the first segment, you can look at probably, if you're in a league with other guys, you guys are going to have about four or five, possibly, of the same midfielders and strikers where you can set yourself apart and where you can make points early is with defenders. And if you can find the, the guys who are getting the clean sheets, I think that's where it matters. I mean, listen, I've been, I said this before on the pod, I've been behind in leagues before and made up ground because I just changed my defenders and I really dove into it and tried to figure out upcoming schedule, clean sheets, maybe even maybe you get two guys, maybe you get a, a Luke Shaw and a Smalling because United's next 5 games are cake, right? And you can get four yeah. of the five clean sheets out of the next, you know, right. games. I think that's where you can it defenders are undervalued. Hmm. If you dive in on them, 
I think you can make up ground. With that said, uh, you know the, the defenders who are taking spot kicks and who are really good with crosses that can pen- potentially set up uh, some goals can have some value. So guys like Christian Fuchs uh, for Leicester, Charlie Daniels for Bournemouth, um, even a guy like Danny Rose or Nathaniel Klein, uh, great crossers of the ball into the box. They're gonna they're gonna see some additional value if they can set up some goals. Uh, and then you've got some who are really good goal scorers on set pieces. Guys like Scott Dan yeah. at Crystal Palace. Virgil showed that he could do that at Southampton. Virgil Van Dyke. Virgil Van Dyke. If they're able to uh, get up in there <laughs> and actually score. I think John Stones may be able to do that at Manchester City we'll a little see. bit. We'll see. So there can be some guys who stand out because of the uh, the 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 goals and assists that they can contribute. Yeah. But for the week-to-week scores, you're looking for guys who come from good clubs. Scrolling through Brian's list, one thing I've noticed, and he and I kind of did the same thing in a few places, where we... Um, you know, we might have them a few places off, but we'll have like, like 16, 17, and 18. Brian has Stones, Company, and Otamendi. In other words, like three City players. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like he, he's kind of feeling like that's where City is going to be. Um, Same know, thing with Leicester. You you see a lot yeah. of rankings where Morgan and Huth are together. I have them right together yep. too. In fact, I have them in the top ten. I think Leicester is going to be. See, I have them last on my list, twenty nine and thirty. You're, you're, but I'm lower you're on Leicester. On the crazy train again. I'm lower on Leicester than you are. <laughs> I. T- I were you though? I no. felt like I was saying Leicester's going to finish the league in between eight and You're twelve. You're saying mid table. That's probably where they're going to end up being. But hey, if they get, if they're lower than twelfth, I'm not surprised. No, well, you know what I. Secretly, Do you know what else is a big you know factor? What I secretly rooted for. Right? I know relegation. It was relegation. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. But. Do you know what I'm also mostly concerned about with what? them? Age. You can think, they can they do it again? Wes Morgan just played every single minute of the season last year. And There's no way he can duplicate that. I agree. And I agree. They didn't have any major injuries to major players last year. And I mean, we've already had some injuries, but he was able to play through them. I agree. Um, anything else stand out on the defender list that you feel like need to be discussed? Yeah, Brian's got. Uh, I didn't have Alberto Moreno in my list at all. Coming uh, from uh, did he make Brian's list? Number fourteen on Brian's list. You You are on the crazy train, son. (laughs) He might not even make Liverpool starting lineup. He will. There. I mean, they played with James Milner. They're trying to figure out a way to get rid of this kid. Yeah, and they played with James Milner until he got hurt in the Barcelona friendly uh, at left back. Uh, So I don't know what they might play Moreno out of necessity because there's no other left back on the roster right now. But no one at Liverpool is high on Alberto Moreno right now. Moreno would be perfect for like most La Liga teams. You because are so cruel. <laughs> because that's about where that's oh, probably where it. he'll end up. He'll they probably do, no, he'll but they probably do want him right back. Listen, listen. At Real Sociedad. Stop. Okay, listen though. He is an he's a very aggressive left back, and is he, he's gonna. He's going to find the net on occasion. Okay. Uh, he scores goals. He's one of those guys who scores goals. The problem is he attacks so much that he has to recover quite a bit, and he can get caught out and, and, and look foolish sometimes. So he makes some dumb mistakes. Uh, he's given up a couple of terrible penalties. Uh, last year he did that to, to really hurt Liverpool at the end of the year in some key matches. So you know he he ends up looking looking worse than he is. There are a lot of the Liga clubs who want him, and he's a he's a good attacking left back. Yeah. But for fantasy, I'm, I'm not really going to go. It's near. amazing. There's so much more in here to dive into, and which uh, is why everyone should go to our website to see our to ranking. Check this out. Listen. Yep. It there's there's uh, going to be lists and reasons. Yep. Why we're picking certain players? Absolutely. On the list, it'll all be on there. Got to check it out because we just do not have enough time to go over it. On to the midfielders. Midfielders. So this is a stacked group of guys. Uh, I'll be honest. As soon as we got into this list, I thought to myself, wow. Like, I cut out some great players from the top 30 in the league. I don't know about great players. I felt I got to the top 20 sort of difficult. And then I felt like everyone after the top 20 was kind of like, eh, like... You could move people up or down a few spots. I'm not going to have a, uh, you know, I'm not going to argue with you much. Anyways, I think you know what the one major, major question at midfield is to start the year. Everyone is either saying Hazard is going to make a major comeback, right, or he's not, right. What we saw last year is what we're going to get. 
Brian has him as his number two rated midfielder. I have him at number four. I have him at 13. I'm not buying Hazard yet. Okay. I'm not doing it. I, I think, listen, I think there was some weird stuff going on last year. I agree with Brian. I mean, we're two and four, which pretty it's, much means yeah, we're a top, top five yep. pick, right? So, listen, there was some stuff going on with the, the club doctor last year from the first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He sorely missed. I don't think she had anything to do. I think. With Eden Hazard not playing There well. were some rumors. Just oh, saying. stop. Bottom no line way. is. Bottom line is. There was a lot of bad, weird blood going on in the locker room. The Chelsea locker room was never right last year. Sure. Period. I don't think it still is. They completely underachieved. I think with they get rid of Costa, if they get rid, that might help. But listen, it's been it's been a better Chelsea, uh, and maybe it's not right. I don't know. May, I mean, listen, Mourinho. He said when he left, you remember you remember him saying. I made them play way better than they were. Yeah. Now. I don't think he's wrong. I don't know. I don't. I mean, maybe maybe he did get more out of them than they yeah. actually had. But listen, they got a bunch of good players. And Hazard is one of them. I think that he's a top five, ten play. Brian's- now, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll so find one out of us quickly. is going to be right. Uh, obviously, one of us is going to be right. He one is going to be wrong. He finished the end of last year pretty well. Okay. The last, last two or three games in the league, I felt like he started to get on track. And uh, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, who's your number one? My number one is probably not a huge surprise to most, but Riyad Mahrez. Okay. He you was think he's going to have his head in the game? After the transfer period closes, yes. Okay. All right. Um, All right. He hasn't I, during preseason. Listen, there was a weird rumor yesterday. He checked into a hotel that Chelsea owns. <laughs> I'm telling you, there was a photograph. Someone reported on Twitter that he, I don't know, man. Until this window closes, you never know. It's true. But I think he's a talented enough that wherever he is, especially if he stays in Leicester, I would. In fact, if he changed teams, I'd probably drop him some because the you know hmm. a guy going to a new team, even Arsenal. Yeah, because you got to try to you know fit in. I mean, it, it takes a little while sometimes mm. for. Yeah, but I agree. With listen, you. he knows his role. He knows where he plays at Leicester. Everything's comfortable there. I think at Leicester, assuming where he's there now, that he he's my number one. Ozil two, Payet three, Hazard four, De Bruyne five, Sanchez six, David Silva seven, Eriksen eight, Ali nine, or Sigurdsson nine, Deli Ali ten. Okay. Yeah, and obviously we're, we're talking about m- many of the same players, just different order. Uh, Brian has Fabregas ranked pretty highly. Yeah, I, I guess, again, at you're... 13. You're, yeah, 13. You're, you're buying into Chelsea if you have Hazard at 2 and I have Fabregas, Fabregas at 13. 20. Where, did you rank him? No. Really? No. Okay. I, I, I think he if he has a resurgence this year, it'll be a real-life resurgence, not a fantasy resurgence. Okay. All right. Well, that's surprising. Now, uh, I will say this. Not a huge surprise. Brian has Marco Arnautovic at number seven. I don't think that's high. I have him at ten. I think he'll have a good year this year. And uh, he's only getting better players around him. Again, Mark Hughes is quietly doing something. I have him at twelve. You and I are closer. Seven's high, man. Seven's high. To make your top ten? Your top ten midfielder? Yeah. I mean, speaking of that, though, differences there in the rankings, we talked about how Spurs players... Are good are good plays to start the year. I have Erickson as my number one midfielder. Brian has him at number ten. Erickson? Yeah. I have Erickson at number eight. So you and Brian more. Are you on have the him in your page. number one. Did you just say number one? I do have him at number one. I like Christian Erickson a lot, obviously. Uh, add sound drop. <laughs> um, <laughs> number one? What? Yeah. yeah. Christian Erickson. Yeah. Okay. Erickson, Payet, Erzel. Martial, Mares. You have Martial that high? Yeah. Again, I think he's gonna have he's gonna benefit from all the players who are around him, and for all the goals that Zlatan's not scoring, someone else is gonna score them there, and I think Martial will benefit. Wow, 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 wow! Hey, Amazing. listen, I'm going big, man. Okay. I'm sticking to it. All right. Being, I have, I'm being I consistent. Him outside my top twenty. Martial. Maybe that's a bad decision. Wow. 
I, honestly, though, I'd, I'd have him before Fabregas. So maybe I'd bump Fabregas at number 20 out and move Marshall in. Um, but Looking a little bit lower in my rankings, just a few notable names here. I do have uh, a couple West Ham, a lot of West Ham players here in my in my top three. I had Antonio and Coyote. Did I say that right? Coyote? Coyote, yeah. I had him Coyote barely. is Coyote. out in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pack of them running around somewhere, right? Um, Mark Noble, I think, is a guy. He was quietly Honor- decent. Uh, maybe an honorable mention, but he's not He's not making my top three. He's not making your top 30 list. He was in the top 30 last year in oh, scoring. Yeah, and that's not happening again. I don't know. He's not going to have less importance in that West Ham lineup. He's going to be really busy helping people in the Home Depot paint aisle, okay? <laughs> and listen, if you've ever seen Mark Noble, just you know take, what we're talking you about. You know what I'm talking about. De La Feo, we brought him up earlier. I've got him ranked at 24. I think he and Aaron Lennon might benefit from Everton being a better club this year. Anders Townsend is in there. I think Jordan Ibe's going to have a good year at Bournemouth, much better than last year at Liverpool. You know, he didn't make my list, but maybe he should have. Honestly, that's a good call. The, I feel like there's going to be a few players lower, low, players on lower clubs that are going to make statements that are going to be fantasy-worthy plays that we're probably not going to talk about or mention. And that happens every year. You can't nail your your rankings. You know, there's always going to be shakeups. Yeah, there's surprises. There's going to be Odie Nagalos all over the place. Yep. Uh, I want to mention one more name, and then I'm done. Okay. Uh, last year, after the first match week, a friend of mine who he honestly is, is uh, a guy who uh, has has brought me along in soccer knowledge more than anyone else. Uh, he he said after the first match week last year, look out for Dimitri Payet. That guy is good. And by the end of the year, we were all owning him in fantasy soccer. That same guy has come to me already and said, Sofian Faguli, one of West Ham signings this summer, he's going to be the new Payet. Faguli and Payet are this year's or last. Sorry, he said Faguli and yeah. Payet are this year's Vardy and Mares. And I said, really? And he said, yes. So I have Faguli at number 30 on my list. And he is on my bench in my auction league to okay. start the season. I will have to take a wait and see on it. Absolutely. I, I totally get that. I can't... Uh... He's also he's already scored in the Europa League, though. Okay. He scored for them in their last Europa League match. I'll have to wait and see. Fair we'll enough. We'll see how Andre Ayew factors into all that. Yeah, that's a good point. All those guys. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys here for West Ham. They suddenly look really, really good. It's funny how quickly that's happened. I know. I know. Um, I, I'm going to give you real quick Brian's top ten. Kevin DeBrown at number one. Hazard, number two. Sanchez, number three. Mares number four. Payette, number five. Ozil, number six. Marco Arnautovic, number seven. Brian's favorite. Only 4.2% owned, he wants everyone to know, which is he would say is ridiculous. Uh, Roberto Firmino, which I would agree, hmm. he needs to be close. I have him ranked a little bit lower than this. But listen, there was times last year, remember, Firmino was on, off, on, off, on, and you played him on his on weeks, man. Yeah. He was crushing it. Um, yeah. Only 9%, 9.1% owned. At number 8, number 9, Deli Ali. Number ten, Christian Eriksen, and then number eleven, uh, Martial. So he had he had Martial ranked higher uh, than me as well. So um, twelve, Sigurdsson, thirteen, Fabregas. I mean, I could keep going on. One one guy that I do think is going to have a good year. Brian, and I have him ranked kind of in the same area. Um, is is Tadic. Mm-hmm. I have him at fourteen. Brian has him at fifteen. Yeah. Or no, no, I'm sorry. We I have him at fifteen. Brian has him at fourteen. But bottom line is. I think Tadic is probably going to have a good year. He's a good fantasy play last year. And I mean, if you have a at Southampton, Tadic at Southampton. Southampton. And if you have a league that goes a little bit more in depth into stats, Tadic is only going to increase in value. Sure. Uh, you know, he's not big in the power numbers like goals and assists, but he's he's excellent in that Southampton midfield. Does a lot. Uh, kind of like how not they're not the same player. Not the same type of player, but you know, Golo Conte is a guy at Chelsea. We've said he's going to have a major impact on that roster, but maybe not the most fantasy value. But if you go in depth into things like tackles and passes, and and that's part of your scoring, then Tadic, Conte, these guys are definitely in play. Yeah, Oops, Scott, give me your top ten. All right, real quick. Uh, obviously uh, controversial. Uh, Christian Eriksen, Dimitri Payet, Mesut Özil, Anthony Martial, Riyad Mahrez. That's my top five. At six, I have Alexis. Seven Ali, eight De Brauna, nine Winaldum, and ten wow. Marco. You have him higher than Mane or Coutinho or Firmino? I have Mane at eleven. 
I have Firmino at 18. That's a little surprising, as from the the Liverpool staunch. Uh, I mean, listen, the guy's talented. I'm not doubting that. I'm just there's a lot of talent in that Liverpool midfield. Do you know that's the thing that's going to be interesting is who's going to end you up playing. You have him ranked higher than Mane, yeah, and I higher think, than Firmino and Coutinho. I mean, Wijnaldum and Mane, I've got them two spots apart. Uh, I think they're both going to be goal scorers. Uh, Firmino obviously showed he could score some goals in spurts last year. You mentioned, you know, he yeah. had on weeks and off weeks. Uh, Coutinho's just not consistent enough. Okay. Uh, he has fantasy he, he's value. He's not going to be the cog in the center of that wheel that's going to be making everything work? If he is, then I'm having to choose between the guy who's assisting the goals versus the guys who are scoring the goals. And I just rank the guys who are scoring the goals no. higher. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> you can look at our entire top 30 lists on the website. Once yep. again, by uh, uh, tomorrow, they'll be up on our website, fantasysoccerfc.com, and you can compare and contrast our lists. You can disagree with them. You can decide if you uh, chew, think I'm on the crazy train or chew not. Chew them up. Scott yeah, lives exactly. on the crazy train. And by this Friday, uh, Friday night at the latest, we will also have our draft league lineups and our auction league lineups on our website, so you can compare who we're playing versus who you're playing and get uh, some advice that way. So lots of stuff on our website in the next few days. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I tell you what's really going to be fun, waking up Saturday morning. Oh, so good. I used to say breakfast at the Barclays, but the Barclays aren't sponsoring anymore, so i got to come up with something else. But bottom line is Premier League Soccer. Saturday morning at 7 or 8 a.m. or, you know, 5 a.m., depending on your time zone. But bottom line <laughs> is, it is here. We are just a few days away, and I couldn't be more excited. So listen, uh, for Brian, who's not here, for Scott, who's sitting next to me, uh, until next time. <laughs>